might. We'll just run with it. Okay, go on. Yeah, we'll just. Uh, really great. You previously on Lost. Get off! Get us my lunch money! Get my dinner money, bitch! But AK. Yeah, there's no point. Welcome to another, uh, this is module 19.2 or stroke B or... It doesn't matter. This is Kit Kat. Have a break. No, I was thinking of Android versions. Oh. Lollipop. (laughs) This is Checkpoint Lollipop. This is Checkpoint Vanilla version. You can add whatever flavour you want to it. It's like an operating system. You take our base flavour and you add whatever you want to it and whatever discussion through the forum of Twitter or um, any other social media yeah. platform. Like Remember, Facebook. what's the point hashtag? What's the most the pointless point? attempt at a hashtag in social media history? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm sure it's going to work, which is great. So you join us in our second part. We're talking all things E3. Yes. Um, and in the last module, we discussed very briefly kind of the top things that I find found quite exciting. Um, we didn't get to star wars i was gonna say let's talk about star wars yeah, okay. first. let's talk about star wars first then go go because go 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 tell me because what did you have you played any of the recent star wars games mate mate no mate. <laughs> i know oh, mate. i'm excited the last star wars game i played was uh the phantom menace when it came out on the playstation oh, or playstation 2 no literally and no Graphically, I was blown away. It was like being in the movie. The last game that I was blown away by by playing Star Wars was the Force Unleashed, actually, because it was released on the 360 and the Wii and the PlayStation 3. The Wii, you could use a lightsaber with the Wii Mote, which was awesome. That's fun. Um, and it was the first time it was probably implemented, which was great. Um, and on the consoles, it had an incredible new physics dynamics that allowed proper ragdolling uh, uh, stormtroopers so when you went in and used the force they fell down properly they, yeah was, you could pick them up and throw them it was fantastic so oh yeah really 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 good really good so what's this new business then so uh the what was it fallen jedi or business, whatever it is business up the doings i can't remember what it's called now but hang it's on, um, I, got, I got it right here hang on uh, stand by it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. So this is now, there are no more Jedi in the world, as I believe. Standard. All the Jedi is dead. Standard. Um, which is, seems to be the premise of all Star Wars games and movies of late See, as well. See, I just, I, I only ever eat sustainable Jedi. Uh, well, I don't mind if they're farmed ethically. But there's no such thing as ethical Jedi farming. You get Jedi lice, yeah. and that then gets into the wild Jedi population. And they they don't get enough oxygen. They're covered in sores. The Jedi. And maybe they need to find the power within, in order to heal themselves. I yeah maybe I just. I mean I, I think maybe if everyone switched to a Sith based diet. I I'm 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 very much for a Sith based diet. I I believe that. You know, yeah, people, but you're just one of those people that talks about it. You know, actually, you aren't actually Sith based. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I just ragdolled. Something that I learned from uh, Darth Maul. 
before he uh, went his a little thing uh, for a little friend of mine goes um, by the name of Darth Maul. No big yeah, deal. no, I uh, I uh, I believe <laughs> I like the, the idea uh, of a character who actually believes <laughs> fictional people are real and then tries to name drop them. That's a really funny idea. We, there's something about yeah, yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. These should be my big brags. I should yeah. stop with the. Yeah. Oh, Chico's doing drinking, our thing. By the way, I was drinking way. the other night uh, with a guy you might know, uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, very good. Yeah. I do like a bit of Indiana Jones. And he was saying what a great guy I am. Chico's doing Chico time. Chico's no, doing not. us a little jingle. That's what you say. No, no, no. He is. He's you in say, Spain like, at the you moment. You say, oh, I he's can. By the way, Stampy, Stampy, long feet, head, long something. Um. He hasn't posted in years. No, he's writing a book now. So I've been trying to get a hold of him. And yeah, it's not going to happen. I can't find yeah. his agent. After you promised my son. I'm going to get him, Spike. I'm going to get him. Heart. I'm going to get him. I'll find him. Incredible. I just didn't expect him to have stopped doing Do you know videos. what you're all? What? Mouth. Listen, mate. If I was all mouth, I wouldn't be fasting. You're not fasting. I'm not fasting. And I'm not furious. <laughs> so... Uh, the new Star Wars. So, re- to get to. Looks amazing. Respawn uh, are doing it. The guys behind the Titanfall franchise. Yes. Uh, they've proved themselves on many occasions. The first Titanfall, I think, was still one of the finest games from EA in a long time over the last 10 years, honestly. Um, although, having said that, there have been some good games from EA. Um, but they are going to be taking really good care of the franchise. Um, and I'm very, very excited to see what they do with it. The story's really interesting. I've always been a bit Sith. So I've always been behind the dark side and, and, um, and actually one of the reasons I went and bought a Sphero BB9E, um, okay. post, uh, the last Star Wars game, because mm-hmm. you, you, the, you're in the, you know, you are in the first order, I think it was called in the, in the first order of the Star Wars, which is on the Empire side and it's BB-8, but obviously a black BB-8 as a BB-9E. So I, I, my love for the dark. Anyway, they're great. I love BB-9E and I, and I love that. So, so I think was, and I really do believe that it's not, you know, lightness. This is like, this is like saying I'm Slytherin and it's okay. This is the same principle. Kind of. I'm Sith and it's okay. I, I, I really believe that everybody talks ah. about, you know, there needs to be... You're such a Sith flake. There needs to be darkness for light. I really believe that actually light needs the dark. Dark will exist whether really or not light punch you in the mouth to strengthen our friendship. <laughs> is that what you want? I mean, I'm happy to. <laughs> Whatever you feel is necessary, Jake. Whatever you feel is necessary. Ah. Um, but yeah, it looks amazing. The story, it's and it's a story-driven one. It's not like a Battlefront one that uh, DICE are renowned for doing. Yeah. Um, right, so, so there's more of a narrative in this. Yes. Let me ask you, because people have talked about Star Wars fatigue in mm. the movie franchise. Yes. People were just like, okay, just enough done. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now. Has that happened with games, do you think? <sighs> Um, and do people care? Because the uptake will still be phenomenal. I don't think people care as much. I think gaming... The problem is, is Disney's recently bought Star Wars, right? So there's a bit of confusion about the lore and about about the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Nothing to do with LucasArts or, or, or any of that kind of stuff. It's purely to do with the acquisition from Disney and Disney are acquiring mm. a load of stuff. Well, you know that Disney's blockade was perfectly legal. Well, of course. Yeah, I knew that. Um, but and our accents are in no way racist. <laughs> this I'm not knowing! <laughs> you what? All right, Aladdin. Um, <laughs> so, so there is, there's, there's <laughs> more sorry, of a... The thing there's I more used of, to say is Judge Hot Binks. Go on. Wrong hole! <laughs> Carry on. 
Um, what were we talking about? Oh, sorry, the fatigue, yeah, Star Wars yeah, fatigue. Yeah, yeah. So, the advantage historically, video games, if they are placed properly, are able to influence the world of that particular IP. Right. So, for example, we saw it with Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online, Codemasters did it, and they worked really, really closely with the J.R. Tolkien estate, uh, with Tolkien estate, and they were able to pick pieces from the law mm. and expand on them with the blessing of the Tolkien estate. And if it's been dealt with properly, they, they do it. We saw it with uh, Terminator when I think, goodness, this would have Atari, I think was at the time. Those must have been at the Atari time when they were doing it, when they announced Terminator Salvation, I think it was. And they were able to create an asset within the game that then showed up in a later Terminator movie. Right. So it was an in-game thing that then gotcha. made it over. Yes. So the, the attitude is a little bit different in, in gaming. Um, and I think Star Wars is the same. What video games allow you to do that, the mainstream doesn't allow you to do is explore threads of storyline yes. that you wouldn't have necessarily learned about. So Rogue One, for example, as a movie, yeah. I, thought, I haven't seen it. I, I actually really rate it. Because you're Sith. I, I think it's great. I think it's really, really interesting. It's, it's the line, you know, it's that moment of how the Death Star is don't 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 i don't want to know and 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 the story behind i think is the narrative i think is really good and really interesting and that's what video games do with big big franchises and it's important to note it doesn't work the same way with things like tomb raider it doesn't work the same way with hitman doesn't work the same way with games or video videos or movies that have originated from game franchises but it does work the other way. So video games that originate from a movie franchise, there's more... You can actually unpick something yeah. and find a whole new... And, and we've spoken about this before. Star Wars, EA has done... I mean, I, I don't know how they managed it, but they managed to get a 10-year license and they have had DICE and any studio. So Respawn now, um, uh, and I can't remember who it was that did the, the, the last Star Wars game, but they've had access anything and everything within the star wars archive mm. historically that whether that's sound or models or or anything they've got access to everything mm. so they are perfectly placed to take a piece of law or a piece of narrative and turn around to disney and lucas arts and go we want to explore this this is how they're we're going to do it Disney and, and LucasArts will go, okay, well, pitch it to us. They'll go away, they'll think about it, they'll come up with a story and a narrative. Mm. That narrative will have originated from a game developer and, mm. a, and, a, and a video game person. They will go back then to the uh, studio or the publisher or whoever it is, the, the house, LucasArts or Disney, and they will say, this is what we want to do with it. And then they will go, yeah, sounds great and fantastic. Mm. And then all of a sudden, that piece that's been created in video game has become a piece of the star wars universe yes and i think that's the most amazing thing about video games yes. that's the most exciting thing about it is is that you can influence the guys that have been working on star wars these are huge star wars fans yes. you know and they are now able to influence that universe and put their take of things mm. it's 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 basically it's it's fan 
you know, fan, fan fiction, fiction yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's becoming a reality. And by the way, that fan fiction stuff it goes on to another level. So if you're, if you're a big fan of a video game, for example, like a, a, and a Civilization, the 2K game, Sid Meier's Civilization is renowned for this. So Firaxis is renowned for this. They will scour their community for people that make mods and they will take them on right. and bring them into the fold of the actual studio. So that they, because it's all about the community, right? The community knows what they want from the story and where they're going to go. And if you've got somebody that's got a vision and that knows what they're going to do, it's going to make the product better, then why the heck not? So sorry, that's a long-winded answer. No, 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 it's good. And I think it makes uh, that that kind of broader point, which I'm always really interested in, and particularly with reference to Star Wars, which is the moment when uh, it's, a, it's such a fascinating thing to me where you, as the originator of a piece of work... yeah have to accept that you're no longer the best person to work on that piece of work. It's weird, isn't it? It's extraordinary. Yeah. You know, George Lucas, he took Star Wars to a certain point, but actually there was a point where he had to stop because it had taken on this life of its own. I've never, obviously, I've never experienced anything remotely like that, but I, the first taste I had of something a bit like that was when I did uh, this YouTube clip at Radio 4 in four minutes, it was the first thing I'd ever done that went, I mean, not viral, but to quote Dilly Keen, fungal, you know. <laughs> and um, and it was watching, you know, I'd made this thing. I did it in, I swear to God, 20 minutes. Yeah. And it, it just took off. And and watching it on social media and people talking about it and passing it to, to each other and forwarding it and retweeting it. And it's not yours anymore. You exactly. It doesn't like, feel like you don't feel like you own it. And the point yeah. is, is that you turn around and you say that's mine, and people go, "Yeah, whatever." You're you're BSing. Well, but yeah, it's that thing of I I no longer do really own that. Like no. that's just a thing that's yeah. out there now. And that letting go is a really interesting uh, and and I and I think and fruitful thing. I think I think if we can get a little bit philosophical about this, yes, I think that applies to people in the public eye as well. They don't really belong to themselves anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, so when you do something like that, or when you're in a, a position like that, or if you're in the public eye, then, and this is the problem I think that we have with career politicians and with with you know personality politicians and and with 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 reality stars and with everything, the way that we consume stuff now, I think this is the problem. And As YouTubers, think, I would say, uh, and YouTube, very yeah, absolutely, uh, YouTubers more so, influencers more so. But we've oh. seen it recently with Jeremy Carl show. We've seen it recently with Love Island. These are the people that kind of get that hunger, that fame, and they get that kind of exposure but they're not in control of it and it's not really their it's they're giving themselves to other people but they can't control what those other people are doing with themselves or with their product can i give you some recommended viewing yeah please two things on youtube one there's a really good uh, channel called veritasium like it was an element yeah uh, veritas uh veritas truth which is latin for truth uh he did a thing uh about hey i made a video and it went viral and he does these really great science things and he did this one about he he made a youtube uh video and it, it did really well and then he unpacks the whole thing and he talks about the algorithm and all these youtubers talking about getting burnt out and stuff and basically youtube changed the algorithm yes youtube and, and it's yeah. and it's 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 turned into this kind of wag the dog situation where now you've got influencers influencers trying to please the algorithm which is 
sort of trying to please the audience, but the audience is following. Anyway, it's it's a really interesting video. And the second thing, sorry, just before I forget, the idea of um, letting go of your project, your work, your idea. Uh, you've oh, I would love for you to watch and let me know what you think of yeah. a channel called uh, Wintergarten. I've That's seen Wintergarten. Winter, G-A-T-A-N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making this machine, this marble machine. I think you mentioned this to me. Uh, uh, you mentioned to me the last podcast. This is where he's yeah. making an uh, incomprehensible marble machine. Yeah, with like 7,000 parts. Yeah. But the point is that he's... He's, he accepts that this is a collaborative thing now. He started on his own in his garage making this thing. But now there are 20 people around the world working on it. There are people working on the CAD. There are people machining parts. Yeah. There are people redesigning bits for him. There are people project managing. Because it's, it's that lovely thing. If you have an idea and, it's, and it works and people believe in it, and it has that momentum. Zeitgeist. Have the courage to yeah, let yeah. go and and see where it goes. Yeah, kind of give it its own. It, it, don't try to control it. I think uh, Khalil Gibran Khalil, famous philosopher, Lebanese philosopher, said, and and I use this quite a lot. He said, "You," and, and this applies. I think is like um, something along the lines. And I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, your your children come through you, not from you. They are the arrow in your bow. You must release them and oh, let them go. And, 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 and I think that's the same principle yes. here. But if we can go back to the Veritasium. Veritasium guy for a second, I just want to pick up on that point about the YouTube and the changing of algorithms because this is much like Facebook and like, you know, much like the kind of other social network platforms that have changed their algorithms in order to help their marketing and boost their marketing. Um, and there are two things I want to, I want to raise with this. The influencers specifically, I'm talking about influencers now specifically, have a, this is their livelihood, right? So oh. this is really the only way that they're, gonna, they're making money. They've given up stuff yeah. and when, when a big But they should have like bought a bite of let. I'm sorry. Should, yeah, if you're making have, like yeah, more yeah, than 30 grand a month, yeah, exactly. get a bite yeah, of let. Exactly. Just on the safe Just side. Just on the safe side. Um, but the point is, is that the, these algorithms change and it's not really fair what's changed, but actually one could argue it's not really fair what the influence is, what the influencers have done to traditional media platforms hmm. especially journalists because the voice of a journalist now is either if it's not sensationalist it's not heard hmm. right there's very little room for people to be balanced it also applies to politics and everything it applies i think we are living in a world of sensationalism and the and the fact i think choice is a bad thing when it comes to things like this because hmm. i think if we have too much choice then we don't really understand the value of what it is that we're consuming um, oh you believe in the nanny epg no <laughs> no i don't um i do uh but I totally do. do you yeah okay um we'll come back about to that electronic program guides not states oh but sure okay just, just i was thinking it. states yeah yeah as an so arab that's the first place my brain goes of course um but i also think that it's about time that these influence influencers got a bit of a, a knock because the problem that you have is that influencers can be quite easily bought right so mm -hmm. for example there are video game publishers that used to take people out to games conferences specifically because they knew they were going to get two hundred thousand views on a video that would do their marketing for them they would then tell the influencer they would give them kind of uh, boundaries in which to report on. So you can talk about this, you can't talk about this, you can talk about this, you can't talk about this. Now that's all fair and well because obviously you're trying to release information on the game and the stuff, but but if an influencer... Or, an influencer can't be an influencer and if, if an influencer can't talk the truth, 
if you influence somebody for the sake of influencing them for selling a thing, you are nothing more than a jumped-up marketeer. Well, you're, you're an advert. advert. You're, you're an a walking advert. advert. You're a walking advert, exactly. Whereas an influencer is somebody that should be able to kind of pick up on those things and do it. Now, that's why platforms like Twitch and Mixer and all of these other gaming platforms that have kind of started coming out of nowhere have become more and more prevalent because that place is really about your following and about your gaming. It's not really about the tutorials or that kind of stuff. So you build an audience in that way. And it's more trusted because it is a platform purely for gamers. So when you have a platform like YouTube, which I keep saying is the second largest search engine in the world, it's incredible what it does. But even as a viewer even as a viewer, not as a contributor, as a content creator, even as a viewer, Google micromanages what you see and what you don't see. And I think that's the problem. It's the same thing as you get on Amazon when you're shopping, or it's the same thing on Google when you get your ads served to you or, or any of that kind of stuff. So I think there is something to be said about that. And I think actually... The, the influences that have maintained integrity will continue to be there and continue to be followed. People like Stampy Longhead. I mean, Raneem is now obsessed oh, yeah, with he's Stampy. Wonderful. And apparently he's friends with a guy called Dantron or something ridiculous like that. I don't know who he is. But, oh, there's loads of them. And, and, and they, they do well. But these are the people that serve a purpose, that do it out. And you can tell they do it out of love and they do it out of um, and they do respect it with a, for the pricks. They do it with a conscience. You know, yes, they do. Stampy, uh, you know, he he really believes in it as a tool for educating yeah. uh, children and connecting minds. And, you know, like his principles are so noble. I, yeah. I, I really adore him. Yeah. Well, we will get him. No, you won't. We will. He's writing a novel now. We, we will get him. A He's novel got about his life what? now. He, he married Squashy. Come Doesn't on. Doesn't matter. Look at me. Who's going to turn this face down? Shh, Julie. Time for Tamir's flashback. I didn't want to do it. You made me do it. The most I ever threw up. So uh, that's a long-winded. Let's hope you haven't got Star Wars conversation fatigue. Sorry, Uh, sorry. No, I enjoy. I like our derailments more than the rest of it. To be honest, because I'm a bogus gamer. But tell me what else. Um, I want to talk very quickly about Final Fantasy VII. I've never really been a Final Fantasy fan, but I know that this is the game that people have been waiting for. So I think we should give it a little bit of lip service. Uh, it's coming. It's coming, everybody. The music, the the characters, everything is going to be remastered and it's going to look amazing. And if you love Final Fantasy, some would say that this is the most acclaimed Final Fantasy game. That's Dramatic all. pause. That's it. Okay. That's hey, I thought you were about to say ever. No. But you're just like, game. That's it. That's it. That's all good. And The Witcher 3, we were talking about this in the last podcast, and we were, I used The Witcher and uh, CD Projekt, the Polish developer, who are incredible, um, as a perfect example. The Witcher 3 is coming to the Switch. And I and I wanted to talk. We mentioned very briefly that Nintendo had a great conference in the last yes. in, at this E3, and and one of the things is. How the heck have they managed to score that? The Witcher Three is a massive game, and, and it will play in seven twenty uh, when you're viewing it on a TV. Ten eighty. No. Have they limited it to seven twenty? Well, that makes it's sense. It's five seven six handheld. Oh, is it? Okay. And then if you dock it, it's seven twenty. It's massive. The game is <laughs> Actually, massive. Actually, know a thing. Wow, well done. That's great. Yeah. It's massive. It's it's phenomenally huge. I mean, I think I told you. I know people that have literally spent hundreds of hours in The Witcher Three. I know. So, oh, oh, I can't talk to that. I can't Why? because we're talking about E three, and this is a funny no, story no, no, for no, another on. podcast. No, no, no. 
we can digress. No, we'll do it next week. Okay, fine. I'll remember. I'll remind you. What do That's I? Fine. What I've do got it all. I, I email myself stories that I find interesting. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Literally. Um, oh, I've had an email from a friend. But what did you? F- I mean, we. I've spoken about what I've. What oh watched. right well what you, what i mean watched? i thought that all the stuff about um the uh harmonica uh peripheral was very exciting that, i think you're confusing from... with harmonics the uh publisher that made uh, no, uh, I'm, just, I'm making stuff up <laughs> what what was luigi's guigi Oh, so Luigi's Mansion, which is probably one of the most... I think that was it, wasn't it? That's yes. what they announced. There's Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. It? One of the most underrated games on the Nintendo platform for people that don't know Nintendo is Luigi's Mansion. It's a great game, and it follows Luigi around, you guessed mm-hmm. it, his mansion. Um, and it's a 3D world. And is it, that like in a sort of cockney gangster way? Yeah. All right. You're right, it's right, manner. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm going to go up with the apples and pears and I'm going to go swings and Is he sort of nouveau-riche, Luigi? He's I very like nouveau-riche. A fun game, by the way, you can do just driving around is spot the builder's house. Like epic railings, eight foot high and super shiny and immaculate brickwork, builder's house. <laughs> like or everything new, away. like everything paved, Every- everything paved, builder's house. Yeah, yeah, no bees, You can no always insects. spot the builder. I, I walk past one... Uh, the other day, and I, I said to Kim, uh, I said in a builder's house, and she went, oh, it actually is. So here's a fun game. If you walk past a house like that and you take a picture of it, hashtag it Luigi's Mansion 3, please, because we would love that at <laughs> Checkpoint MZine. So send us, if you see a builder's yeah. house, as Jake's description, take it and hashtag Nintendo or at Nintendo at us at Checkpoint MZine and hashtag it as uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. That and, would be great. Uh, I think that'd be quite funny, actually. No one's going to do it, but it would be really I great. Think it, I think they will. We've got a good audience. Um, and can we talk about Zelda? Yeah, so this is another one, a new Zelda game, which... Uh, Breath of the Wild uh, Breath, 2. Yes. Uh, now, that was m- received with some... what well, received very, very well by Nintendo fans. Um, mm. But um, there has been a little bit of criticism from the kind of the critical element. Has well, from me. Different. From oh, me. go on, go on. Well, do you know, I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, but you need to spend... What oh, you need... What I need is time, mate. Yeah, that's exactly that's what you happening. need. That's, that's exactly not going to happen. That's exactly what you need. You do need time. Um... Um, what about Watch Dogs? So this is one that I really, I'm really excited about. I'm a big fan of the Watch Dogs franchise. Do you know what the premise of Watch Dogs is? Uh, dogs. So the, it's about the... Eat watches. Kind of. It's... What I love, it's like Quantum Break, but it's better. It's kind of better than... It's better not better, it's different. Okay. Yeah. That was a Woody Allen film, I think. What? <laughs> Literally quantum oh yes no quantum break was what it is so very simply put we're living in a world now where ai is taking we were just before we started the podcast we we're talking about smart homes and yeah. and accessibility and all that kind of stuff which is which is really good and exciting watchdogs's premise is all about the tech being controlled by the wrong people being able to hack people's devices people's brains people's lives um being able to I could put a wanted sign on you, on your profile, that if the police stopped you, stopped your car, and they would come up on the system as, oh, Jake is wanted. Um, oh. You know, so Watch Dogs nice is... to be wanted. It's a game of our time. And I think, actually, if, of all of the games at the moment, of all of the games that are in the last sort of five to ten years, the games that will stand out, yeah. other than the games like The Elder Scrolls, which will come on to the Bethesda stuff in a little while, 
the games that really comment on our on our moment in time right now are things like Watch Dogs and Quantum Break. This is this is where the uncertainty of of the human race starts to exist, right? So the zero point or zero point the point zero one percent of the world's wealthiest are not safe anymore. Because there are people that can hack into their systems and people that program in the systems and people that can take down this so there is a change. They take it, but those people don't have systems. They literally have a huge vault with bullion in it. It doesn't matter. That hollow bullion, out a mountain. That bullion means nothing in the world of data. And this is the point. Data is much more what valuable. What is the point? Hashtag. What is the point? Hashtag. Um, data is now the most valuable commodity that you have. And your data, your information, your digital footprint, your everything allows... It's much more valuable than a gold bar. It allows access. Uh, it isn't. Mine isn't. Mine is Everybody's is because yeah. you have a network of friends and your friends have a <laughs> network of friends Damn. and everybody is Do connected. Yeah. And it's very scary how much re- we rely on technology and watchdogs asks this question right um i'm just excited because i saw it's in london as well it's in london it's in london and i love that i mean it's great i mean you're always up getaway yeah 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 (laughs) but it's like seeing you know a place you know in a movie i i love seeing a place i know in a video game it's so exciting yeah and in a video game it's probably more accurate than it is in the movie because in the movie they've not closed down streets or parts of of the city in order to make it or like that time when tom cruise made me have to like the one time i used a, a black cab in london and i was going over blackfriars bridge and they shut it off just as i was about to cross it so that tom cruise could jump out of a blimmin helicopter for mission impossible it cost me like nine pound forty i'm gonna invoice him yeah cruisy cruisy yeah baby that's what i call him uh, a little guy uh, you might know. A little guy. Yeah. Called uh, my Maverick. Uh, Maverick. <laughs> exactly. Are you excited about Top Gun 2? What? No, I haven't seen Top Gun 1. Oh, get out. Get out. Um, because, I, you know, I, I know just how much... Can we talk about Project Cloud very quickly? Yes. My so Project Cloud prince. is the system in which now we would know we've been talking quite a while about cross-platform gaming. The PC right. and the Xbox now share an operating system. So now people that are on PC are able to play properly. There are going to be a slate of games released with the Xbox Scarlet, which we mentioned in the last podcast. Yes, Scarlet Morphe's new project. That will allow you to play with other people. I just wanted to throw that in there because it's something that actually Sony has been a lot better with their ecosystem. Uh, Sony, and actually one of the things that Sony's really underrated for is their ecosystem kind of uh, compatibility. So the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4 were almost backwards, almost immediately backwards compatible. If you had a PS Vita or a, or a, a PS2000, PS, whatever it was, the handheld one before the Vita came out. 3000, I think. Was it? I think so. Whatever it was. PSP. PSP, yeah, the 2000 and the 3000. They were all included in that ecosystem as well. And Sony, even back in the day, I think it was called the Agency or something. I think I've mentioned this before. They created a game that was cross platform with PC. So, and, and Microsoft couldn't get their finger out and get their Xbox in line with a PC. So watch this space. Even though Sony may not necessarily have anything massive right now. I but think they're ready, aren't they're, they? They're ready, they? and and they're not just 
look, they're not just an entertainment company. We've got Sony Picture Studios that can feed oh. into that. We've got Sony TV, Sony Hi-Fi. You know, yeah. the, the amount of... There's a Sony abattoir down the road from yeah, us. They absolutely. render out Sony Pig Fat. Yeah, I mean, uh, and all the other kinds of fats as well. But, they're, fats. But, but rendered at 4K. Sheep's fats. Not true 4K, upscaled 4K. But upscaled 4K, up- sheep's fats. Yeah, absolutely. And cow's um, fats. And cow's fats. Calf's fats. Yes. Um, all the teats I love all the fats and the teats all the fats and the teats gorgeous stuff that so there we go so that's I just wanted to quickly throw that in there because I think with that and the the Google Stadia Stradia Stadia whatever the heck it's called we're going to start seeing it's a stabia well I suppose the question is really for people now (laughs) would you would you spend Everybody's pay, spending a subscription on Netflix and on this stuff like that. This is the thing, that. man. We're gonna, people are going to get subscription fatigue. Well, It's going to go the other way around. But the question isn't that. The question is, as a gamer, as a gamer, yeah. would you... Look, Microsoft has released three consoles in the last six years. And if you wanted to keep up... Or four consoles in the last six If you want to keep up with them, mm. then you're spending... 350 minimum for each console every time it launches yes right so that's 350 quid over the course of let's just say two years for the sake of argument so that's 175 quid a year it's 50p a day yes it is about exactly that about 50p a day so are you happy to do that would you rather or would you rather have a service that you didn't no be no so Exactly. Would you rather have a... Somewhat unhappy. So would you rather see... and, And could this be the start of Microsoft's streaming service with Project Cloud? Right. You know, because you're paying... So think about it. You're paying for console. You're paying for the hardware. You're paying for the logistics. You're paying for all of that to be manufactured on a manufacturing line, packaged, marketed, sent out. Then you need to plug it in. and and So are you telling me that the idea is that you'd never have to upgrade your console again? Exactly. That's interesting. Exactly. So would you rather have a subscription-based service that allows you to play whatever game you want, whenever you want, on whatever platform you want? No, actually, not whatever platform you want, because there is no platform. It is just cloud-based. Do you know what? Do you know, but do you know what? This, like, if you want to go bigger on this, and I know go we on. haven't really got time, but, you know, this, this, is, this is all the end times. This is about end times. Because a sane, normal person of any other generation would say that's all great what about when i retire and i have a modest pension that's uh, a f- a, a, t- a tiny uh fraction of what i have now and i won't be able to afford all these subscriptions and so i will then own n- no ip i'll have no music i'll have no videos and i'll have no games and you know whereas if i bought a few things well i could enjoy them like I could put on my old Val Dunican records. But this is because it's end times. Everyone's like, pension, ha, 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 ha. And planet, ha, 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 ha. So everyone's like, yeah, might as well just do it. Okay, no, I take your point, and I think it's a very valid point. Thank you, it's uh, nice to be validated. Um, no, and I think yeah, it's... I appreciate it's, it's that. No, genuinely, I think it's... All, all joking aside, no, I think thanks, it's mate. a really That's... important point to make. However... And this is not con- yeah. this is not contradicting you in any, in any yeah, way. Um, we talk about saving the planet and making drastic changes, right? And part of that drastic change is being able to stop accelerating the rate at which we produce mobile phones and we produce computers and we produce consoles and we produce TVs. I mean, the amount of sludge and slurry and, and, and damage that does for us. Just on my carpet. Just <laughs> just mining for precious metals and minerals and that kind of stuff. The children like working in the cadmium mines. But the point is, right, it, we, we either surrender 
we've gotten so used to having all of these luxuries that do we need to stop and think about actually you know what i've got a garden yeah, that's fine but you know what? i can download a game to my switch mm-hmm. you know then there's no nothing's been manufactured i've bought it i own it yeah but you still own a switch yeah well let's never make a new switch oh they're just gonna do it aren't they yeah because you know go? there'll be the 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 Microsoft streamer size two, yeah, round about twenty twenty nine. Yeah. So I, I I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I I, I think now streaming in sixty four k. I think streaming is a is an alternative, and it's a viable with hollow spath. Because not only is it a viable alternative that is probably more environmentally friendly. But it's also an alternative that allows more people accessibility. So you don't have that barrier to entry. If you're going to buy a console, you're looking to spend between 300 and 400 pounds. Whereas if you're paying a subscription service, you're only paying three or four quid a month. So a hundred times cheaper than what you would be doing. And at the well, moment, well, the problem well, one, is, is that we have... One-tenth. Be about one-tenth. One-tenth. Three yeah, quid of 300. No, that's... Yeah, but not every, you don't upgrade every month. Well, you, you're not upgrading. You're paying a subscription service. Yeah, I'm saying so you don't buy a new Xbox every month. No, but you, you buy, buy it every two years. Every two or three years. So you're saying every, well, like a fifth, a fifth or a tenth oh, okay, or a fine. Yeah, all right, like fine, fine. But the point is, no, but no, it's barrier to entry. Forget the long oh, term. It's the entry point. In order to even get there, you still have to spend the 350 quid up front, right. is my point. So we can or you could spend the three pound who are, this up is, front. This is basically the, the Bright Homes business model. It is the Bright home's business model but it's also allowing for accessibility so it can stop at any time which might not be very nice and not very good but drastic change needs that i don't know the answer i'm just playing devil's advocate like i do <laughs> you know no just devil just sith. Devil. i'm sith. just going sith pure sith you're going pure sith um but yeah i think it's it's a conversation to be had but i think there's something in it if we go cloud yeah no i i see what you're saying you I, know, I get that there, i get that there is an advantage to it whether or not that's advantageous to the population is yeah. a different matter um, and whether or not we need to start stop and think about the amount of time that we invest in alternative reality my day is was happy with a wad of damn newspaper play football with it you were lucky men come round, punch in the head, and say thank you very much. Right? Is that? I think there is. We've missed everything? so much. No, we well, haven't. Well, I mean, well, but well. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to leave it here for you guys to pick up the conversation. That's a. That's so important. I think you guys, anything that we've missed or anything that you want us to discuss, Do you or think they mind being to? called guys? You peeps, you. No, that's worse. Oh, that's much worse. Um, Dear friends. Dear listener. Dear friend. Dear ones. Dear ones. What? Dear ones. We want a checkpoint. What is it? You know how you've got the, um, the, the, the you know, like the believers. What? Badge? The oh, believers. Right. oh, I see. And the apostles. The apostles. The, the pointless. The point- we are the pointless. The, we want, no, because that's point? too rich. We're going to just get Richard Osman. Well, that would be great. Actually, Richard, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think he'd chill for us? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, yeah, we want to hear thing. anything that's taken your fancy. You want us to discuss. We, we, obviously, there's so much from E3, and it's one of the best E3s in the last few years. Actually, there's been a lot of announcements. Um, 
which I'm really excited about. Um, and I'm really excited to hear about what you think about the announcements, who you think won this year's E3. Was it Microsoft? Was it Sony? Was it Ubisoft? Was it EA? Was it Bethesda? You know, was it well, any... Well, it wasn't Sony because they just weren't even there, were they? No, I don't think they were, were they? But Didn't even the, the guy from Microsoft say, oh, I wish Sony was here? Yeah. I mean... Wait till August. Wait till Gamescom. I think we're going to see... And if it doesn't happen in Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show in September... We're going to see a big thing, I think, from Sony at some point. They're gearing up. I think they're gearing up for something huge. And remember, Sony is still winning this generation of console wars. So... Mm. Mm. The PlayStation 5 is just an injection you have. (laughs) In the back of your head. Just once. And it will reconfigure everything. It's like taking acid. For the players. For the players. Good. Um, I love you. I love you too. We love you, listener, dear listener. Dear, if you have anything to say, obviously, at checkpointmzine.com. Hashtag what's the point? Hashtag. Watch the point hashtag. Um, Do share and subscribe and things because it does make a huge difference. Yeah. It really to, to, to Tamir's crying. <laughs> and I can't take any more of it. I just, I mean, he was like, he arrived four hours ago. We just barely got him into a state where he was okay enough to do this. And now I can see the hot, wet eyes are coming back. Oh, God. True story. (laughs) But then he is Sith, so who gives a... Goodbye, everyone. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.